Hello, and welcome back to Letter Day Ramblings. I'm your host, Christina, as always, and I want to wish you a happy new year. I hope you're having a great 2023 so far. Um, mine is a bit so-so, but um, you can't have everything. But what you can have is a new edition from the church magazines. You know, the Enzyme, the new era that was renamed to For the Strength of the Youth, the new YA Weekly thing for young adults, all of that. Lots of new content to consume, lots of new questions to be answered, lots of new, you know, <laughs> lots of new challenges to be conquered. Um, which leads me to my, um, my subject for the day, which is forgiveness. Because as I was looking through the YA Weekly of um, January of this year, I found two very interesting articles about forgiveness that I thought would be really interesting to talk about. First of all, before anything, I want to read through like a few titles of the articles in this magazine because it is very bleak. A lot of it is just, you know, I'm having a hard life, but God helps me through it. You know, that's a lot of the content in here. So we got um, from Christy Monson, navigating difficulties in relationships. And then essential family conversations. Uh, what about, oh yeah, and God is always good uh, about this woman who, have, who has lost seven children due to PCOS and miscarriages and shares how she maintains faith in Heavenly Father. Like, God is always good. If he made you lose seven kids and you still have to love him, I mean, that doesn't sound great, to be fair. Um, anyway, what other ones? And there's um, three, three things that have helped me navigate single fatherhood, which is actually an interesting one because I've never heard about single fathers in the church and the church doesn't you know, talk about that at all, or single parents in general. So I think this is actually a good narrative to be promoting and, and a good story to be talking about. Um, lots of stuff. Um, the one, faith in the savior, not faith in the miracle. Um, learning to let go of perfectionism. You know, it's all, all stories about overcoming something through Jesus, because apparently everyone's having a terrible time here. It's inspirational in a sense, but in a different sense, it is actually not. It's kind of depressing. And there's also this one article that I saw about this uh, this LGBT member uh, sharing his thoughts about what we can do when we feel like we don't fit the mold in the gospel of Jesus Christ. It's called, What If I Don't Have a Place in Heavenly Father's Plan? And just reading that is so sad. Just, he, he was made to feel that way by the church, and now he's forcing himself to still fit within the system that the church has taught him. It is depressing. It is depressing. And he refers to himself, to his gayness, he refers to that as same-sex attraction throughout the entire article. The entire thing. He calls it same-sex attraction. Like he's suffering and he's struggling with same-sex attraction. And he feels like a bad person for feeling love for other people. Go fuck yourself, church. Like, that's the feeling that I get from this. Why would you make anyone feel like this? And then openly, publicly publish this on your website and in a magazine. Why would you do that? You're not in your right mind if, you're do if you do that. It's just... And then another one. Recognizing and healing from generational trauma. 
also a very positive article. Um, generational trauma, which was also instituted through the church, by the way. Um, uh, moms facing uncertainty. You never walk alone because, yeah, mothers have a hard time. Wonder why. Maybe because mothers are forced to almost always be the only ones taking care of the kids and instead of having like evenly distributed uh, domestic labor, but whatever. Uh, but all of that. But the ones that I want to talk about today um, are about abuse. Because the church, in the last general conference, the church has been very open about being against abuse. Abuse is bad. That, that was Russell M. Nelson's talk. Basically, the whole thing was abuse is bad. Abuse sucks. No one should abuse others, okay? And I agree with that. But I don't agree with the church covering up sexual abuse cases. Um, and that is not good. And I don't think they should be virtually signaling about this, considering the truth of the matter. Um, but these articles are about forgiving abusers. And... And this leads me to the whole idea of forgiveness in the church. Forgiveness in the church is seen as a virtue. Forgiving someone who has done you wrong is a virtue. It's something to aspire to. You know, Jesus forgave everyone. So we should forgive everyone that does anything to us, right? That seems like sound logic. Um, but when you think about it for more than five seconds, it's actually incredibly demeaning and it's destructive to our own selves. Actually, let me just read the gospel topic section on forgiveness, specifically forgiving others. It reads, quote, In addition to seeking forgiveness for our own sins, we must be willing to forgive others. The Lord said, Ye ought to forgive one another, for he that forgiveth not his brother his trespasses standeth condemned before the Lord, for there remaineth in him the greater sin. I, the Lord, will forgive whom I will forgive, but of you it is required to forgive all all men. In the everyday circumstances of life, we will surely be wronged by other people, sometimes innocently and sometimes intentionally. It is easy to become bitter or angry or vengeful in such situations, but this is not the Lord's way. The Savior counseled, love your enemies, bless them that curse you, do good to them that hate you, and pray for them which despitefully use you and persecute you. He set the perfect example of forgiveness when he was on the cross, referring to the Roman soldiers who had crucified him. He prayed, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. We should pray for the strength to forgive those who have wronged us, and we should abandon feelings of anger, bitterness, or revenge. We should also look for the good in others rather than focusing on their faults and magnifying their weaknesses. God will be the judge of others' harmful actions. End quote. That's the whole thing. That's the whole thing. And just reading that and thinking about it makes me angry. Because what they're advocating for is psychologically unhealthy and self-destructive, okay? Especially when what you're essentially doing is blaming victims of abuse for having a greater sin than the person who abused them just because they have not forgiven that person. And like throughout my childhood and my teenage years, I always felt um, guilty for not being able to forgive someone. I felt like that was something wrong with me instead of wrong with the person who did that to me. But okay, 
Before diving into everything wrong with this narrative that the church creates around forgiveness, I want to give specific examples um, of the in these articles that I found. So the first one is, I was abused. How could I ever forgive? By Stephanie Machado. When I was very little, I suffered various forms of abuse and mistreatment from a member of my family and someone else outside of my family. Because of that abuse, I grew up with fear, hatred, and a lot of resentment in my heart. At times, I believed I was the cause of what had happened to me, and I felt guilty. I felt like the dirtiest human being in the world, and I carried those feelings with me growing up. And then she talks about um, when she turned 20 that she was baptized into the church and that she learned about the gospel, and that she, for the first time, recognized that... Um, she wasn't guilty of the abuse, that she was a victim of others' actions, and that the abuse doesn't define her, and all of that, which is all very positive. So, I mean, if the church did that for her, I'm very happy for her that she had stopped feeling that way, because she doesn't deserve that. Um, but then she talks about replacing hatred with peace. Quote, but my own turmoil about my abuse wasn't the only part of me that needed healing. I learned that Jesus Christ, through the power of his atonement, will not only cleanse us of our sins, but also comfort us and help us to move forward, grow, and forgive those who have hurt us deeply. Forgiving is hard, and sometimes it may seem impossible. It did for so long in my case, but as I focused on recovering from the repercussions of abuse, I realized that I could work toward forgiveness slowly over time because it was necessary for complete recovery. President Russell M. Nelson recently taught us about ending conflicts in our lives. He said, If forgiveness presently seems impossible, plead for power through the atoning blood of Jesus Christ to help you. As you do so, I promise personal peace and a burst of spiritual momentum. To free my soul from hatred and resentment, I relied on the Savior to help me truly forgive and let go of the conflict in my heart. It was a long process, but as I exercised my faith, I did feel the reassurance, love, and peace of the Savior replaced those negative emotions I had carried for so long, I was finally able to realize that although the past can't be erased or changed, it can be accepted and overcome, and that helped me feel so much hope for the future. I love this gospel and have no doubts about the path I have taken as a disciple of Jesus Christ. I know in my heart that Jesus Christ and my Heavenly Father love me and each one of us. They stand ready to help us do the seemingly impossible, especially if the impossible involves forgiving the seemingly unforgivable. Be strong, persevere, have faith, and you will be very blessed. I know I have been. And that's how it ends. So, um, so this, this woman was abused throughout her childhood by a family member and someone outside of her family. And she carried this anger with her throughout her life and this pain and this hurt and this suffering, right? And then she comes to the church and she finds this new light, this new source of inspiration, positivity in our life, which is positive and which, you know, I, I'm okay with. That's great. That's great for her. Um, the problem is needing to forgive at all, seeing that as the only way to get over those negative emotions and the only way of like closing that chapter of your life because it's not it's just not you don't need to forgive someone who has done something unforgivable like she says at the end there it's not the end of a process 
the end of a process can just be acceptance and progress and moving forward, you know? You don't have to forgive someone who doesn't deserve to be forgiven and who hasn't apologized in the first place, which is a very important part of the forgiveness process to most people. Um, but Mormonism doesn't care about that. Apparently that's not important to them. Um, but in my view, I don't think you can properly forgive someone who doesn't feel sorry for their actions, right? It's normal to have those very intense negative feelings if something intensely negative has happened to you. That's just how human psychology works. And those feelings are okay to feel. You're, it's okay to have them. And you can process them as time goes by. It's a natural process. You don't need to force yourself to forgive when you're not ready for it or force yourself to, to accept or to, you know, to stop caring if you're not ready for it. It's a natural process and you need to follow your own, you know, your own heart and follow your own self in this. Um, and this is also psychologically recommended. And something else I take issue with um, in this article and in this story um, is that she sees herself as a blessed person. And of course you can see yourself as blessed. I don't care about that, but it's just, I think it's a short-sighted way to, to view the world because, I mean, God not only gave you the way out of a nasty situation, out of a bad experience, he also gave you that bad experience, you know? According to Mormon theology. So to me, it wouldn't make sense to be like, thank you, God, for helping me out of this, but also thank you, God, for giving me this in the first place. You know, it's the problem of evil that I talked about last week. Um, and of course, the thing is that, you know, uh, Mormons believe that God gives them challenges for them to become better people, but when it comes to something unforgivable, when it comes to permanent trauma, when it comes to this level of suffering, um, that it basically derails your life. In this case, abuse, whether it be physical abuse, sexual abuse, rape, um, murder of a family member, anything, anything like that. I don't think that's necessarily an experience that strengthens your character. I think that's just a horrible experience that, you know, you shouldn't have to go through. I mean, at least if there is a benevolent God out there. Um, but never mind, that is just my perspective on the matter. But what we're dealing with is forgiveness. And like I said, forgiveness should not be seen as something mandatory, should not be seen as something that makes you a good person. If you forgive something horrible in your life, that makes you a good person. Well, I think that just makes you someone who, who hasn't processed their trauma well. There are many faults with, with forgiveness, um, but I think the main problem is that you see forgiveness as something that is necessary to be a good person, necessary to fulfill something, you know? And also, you don't need to forgive someone not to be angry or resentful about what happened to you. Because instead, you can go to therapy, process your emotions, accept what happened to you, maybe not forgive, maybe not reconcile or anything, but just accept that it happened and move forward, or try to, at least. And that doesn't mean you have to forgive someone, doesn't mean you're a bad person for not forgiving someone, that just means that you're dealing with a bad situation. You're making the best out of what you've been given, right? And honestly, this is a problem in wider society, wider Christian community, Christian circles. This isn't just the LDS church. I recognize that. 
Um, I don't think we need to read the next article because it basically says the same thing. It's also an abuse victim who has learned how to forgive um, their abusers through the gospel of Jesus Christ. And it is just ripe with the same problems as before. Uh, but I just want to talk more about forgiveness. All these things kind of remind me of an episode of uh, Bojack Horseman. And Bojack, he's kind of an anti-hero main, main character in the show. And he's like an addict. He's like, he's a terrible person overall. And he has wronged so many people in his life. And he's just, just a bad person, honestly. And a bad person that you root for in the show. Um, but it's, he's still a bad person. And so, um, at one point in the show, he's making amends with the people that he's wronged in his life. And, um, he goes past one person and he tries to apologize to him. And this is how it goes. I feel bad about what happened. So you're apologizing? Yes. I'm sorry. Okay. I don't forgive you. Herb, I said I'm sorry. Yeah. And I do not forgive you. Uh, not sure you get what's happening here. This could be the last time that... No, I'm not going to give you closure. You don't get that. <clears throat> you have to live with the shitty thing you did for the rest of your life. You have to know that it's never, ever going to be okay. Yeah, and I think there's power in that. You know, I think bad people, or people who have done terrible, terrible things have to live with that. They have to live with that in their life and they don't get to ask for forgiveness. Um, but this is, of course, a different situation where the um, where the perpetrator is asking for forgiveness, whereas Mormonism basically talks about situations where you have to uh, take the initiative to forgive the other person. And those are different things, but it comes down to the same thing. You don't have to forgive the person. You don't have to. It doesn't make you a bad person. doesn't make you a good person. It just makes you a person. It's just humanity. It's okay to feel the way you feel. It's okay not to forgive someone. And um, also, in the immortal words of um, our Lord and Savior, Taylor Swift, You don't have to forgive and you don't have to forget to move on. You can move on without any of those things happening. You just become indifferent and then you move on. If some Exactly. You just learn to move on. You become indifferent. You don't have to forgive. You don't have to love that person again. It's just, okay, that happened, that was shitty, it sucks, and that person sucks, but I can move on, but I don't have to forgive. And that's okay, it's okay to stand up for yourself, and it's a right not to have to forgive. I mean, this is a very, very simple idea, but it's a very important one, because the guilt that comes with, with um, like, the feeling of having to forgive someone, that guilt is very destructive to your person. And therapists recognize that and therapists advocate against that. Um, just uh, listen to this licensed therapist. If somebody hurt you, if somebody traumatized you, you don't have to forgive them in order to heal. And if anyone tells you that, I mean, I don't know. They shouldn't tell you that. You shouldn't. It's not a thing. It kind of sounds like a thing. It sounds like a spiritual thing. It's not. It's not necessary. You don't have to do it. Run from the person or the healer that tells you that you must do it. You don't have to do it. Don't do it. If you want to do it, do it, but don't do it. You don't have to do it to heal. It's, it's that easy. You know, you don't have to forgive to heal. You can heal without forgiving. It's that easy. Uh, this guy was called uh, Jeff Gunther. He's an LPC, licensed professional therapist. Sorry, counselor. 
there was also this really interesting study conducted. Uh, this was back in 2011, so it's been a while. Um, but it's called The Dark Side of Forgiveness. The tendency to forgive predicts continued psychological and physical aggression in marriage. So it basically um, studied uh, lots of like newlywed couples. And um, I'll just read it to you. Quote, In particular, the tendency to, to express forgiveness may lead offenders to feel free to offend again by removing unwanted consequences for their behavior, e.g. anger, criticism, rejection, loneliness, that would otherwise discourage reoffending. Consistent with this possibility, the current longitudinal study of newlywed couples revealed a positive association between spouses' reports of their tendencies to express forgiveness to their partners and those partners' reports of psychological and physical aggression. Specifically, although spouses who reported being relatively more forgiving experienced psychological and physical aggression that remained stable over the first four years of marriage, spouses who reported being relatively less forgiving experienced declines in both forms of aggression over time. So this study showed that not forgiving your partner for their actions in a romantic relationship actually leads to the decrease of those toxic actions happening, which is a very positive outcome. That's actually what you want to happen. You know, they did something wrong. They did something that hurt you. You don't want that to happen again. So you don't forgive them. You don't show them that it's okay to do such a thing. You say, no, that was wrong. You have to do better. You know, it's that simple. It's literally that simple. And the church telling us that forgiveness is necessary, you know, for us to be good people, it's just bullshit. It's just a bunch of bullshit and it's bad for you. Don't do it. Don't forgive if you don't want to forgive. If you want to forgive and if you feel like you're ready for that, if you feel like, you know, it's good for you, I guess, then do it. But otherwise, you don't have to. You don't have to. You don't have to. Just move on instead. Just move on instead or um, demand better treatment. It's that easy. Or, you know, that's simple, I should say. It's not necessarily easy in practice to do it. Um, but that's basically, that's basically it. That's basically what I wanted to say. And I hope that any victims of abuse in my audience are listening to this, um, who may feel like they need to forgive something like this, or like just anyone listening to this, just know that you don't have to. And it doesn't change who you are as a person. Doesn't make you a good or a bad person. Just makes you a person. And that's it. And that's all I wanted to say. Thank you for listening. Um, I hope to catch you in the next one. So goodbye. Have a good day.